Greetings, you are listening to We Own This Town Music, the podcast for showcasing new and notable releases from Nashville and surrounding areas. I'm your host, Michael Eads, and this is volume 279. This show is part of We Own This Town, a podcast network of original entertainment and documentary content, all from the minds of Nashvillians. Look us up at weownthistown.net and follow us at weownthistown on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to get updates about the latest episodes from every show on the network. Today on the show, we've got a really special interview for you. Jesse Cartwright and Michael Combs of The Groove Records, the wonderful vinyl record shop over on Calvin Avenue in East Nashville. If you're a regular listener, you've heard me talk about this a number of times, but they're in a particularly troublesome situation in which the building they operate out of may go up for sale if they are unable to purchase it. This is the same story that we've heard with the Exit Inn and the hotel investors that bought their property. Franz Eastside just recently underwent the same ordeal, and the Mercy Lounge Complex is also meeting the same fate. Change is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of what makes the city great. Jesse and Michael talked to me about the situation they're in, how people can help, and how they got into operating the groove in the first place. It's a great chat, but before we get into it, please make sure you take a moment to visit the GoFundMe linked in this episode's description to be a part of their campaign. Every little bit helps, so anything you can give is greatly appreciated. They are not fans of asking for help, but this is a situation where we're doing it for them. Please, by all means, donate if you can. On top of that, follow at The Groove Records on Instagram to stay up to speed with all of the latest news, offerings, and ticket giveaways that they're doing. Even though they're raising funds to save their business, they're still running that business as well. Jesse and Michael are thoughtful business owners that are putting community first and understand the need for a safe, friendly, welcoming place for finding whatever music moves you. The Groove is a hell of a establishment, and I hope we can all come together to help keep this unique piece of Nashville. With that said, here's my wonderful chat with Jesse and Michael. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. We have with us Jesse from The Groove. Say hello. Uh, hello, that's and, me. And we have Michael from The Groove as well. Hey, everyone. I don't know what your official titles are, but I call you owners and operators of The Groove. Yep, we are both. Both of those. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think my official email title is public relations coordinator slash owner. Just nice because I have a degree in that. I was like, I'm going to give myself that title. Yeah, it's well, good, it's, it looks good on a business card. Yeah, yeah exactly. when you're co-owners and it's just the two of you, you can make up whatever title you want. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day you can be PR, the next day you can be marketing, you can be inventory specialist. The next oh day. yeah, you're also director of internal affairs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Human resources. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to not bury the lead with this, that anyone that's tuning in, I wanted to just dive right into the the situation that you're in. I think most folks are maybe familiar with what's going on, but uh, your your shop over on Calvin Avenue on the east side of Nashville has, uh, I don't know that it's gone up for sale, but you've been given first rights refusal to purchase the building and the land that your business is operating out of. Correct. And Two months. Yeah. And that is, a, I mean, not a common thing for what's no. happening to most small businesses in Nashville. We luckily had that built into our lease. Oh, so wow. this is the first time that it's coming up. But that's where it's at. <laughs> well, that's great that you had that built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a good lawyer. So who <laughs> <laughs> was also a friend looking out for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely, I mean, it could have gone a lot worse, as we have seen with 
yes. many other businesses Most around town. Most just get kicked out. Most just get yeah, kicked yeah. out, for sure. Yeah, so uh, you have started the GoFundMe, which hopefully people have seen by now. If you are listening and you have not heard about this at all, uh, the GoFundMe is linked in this episode's description. Uh, it's on our Instagram page. It's on at the Groove Records on Instagram. It's linked there. It's linked to a lot of places. The scene wrote about it. Uh, I've seen lots of places kind of uh, doing some outreach, which is really awesome. You have a very steep hill to climb to raise <laughs> the money that you need to buy that building. I think it is the fund me is for $500,000, which is a lot of money, but I think is surmountable. Like I I don't know if I'm being blindly <laughs> optimistic, but I feel like with enough awareness and people just understanding the value of a physical record store, this is a doable thing. I'm yeah. sure you feel similarly. I mean, the amount to us is we're both from small towns, yeah. so it, it seems crazy. And then sometimes I'll think, well, this is doable. And then the next day you're back to crazy. And But really, we put that on the GoFundMe. That is that is the total amount. But GoFundMe is part of a, a much sure. bigger plan of sure. things that were, you know, different options and stuff we're going through. So we just wanted to drop everything at once because we have so much going on yeah. as, as owner operators that we just needed to get it all out there and just see where everything lands absolutely yep. yeah so. i mean if you can raise a million dollars hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sure you'd take it it'd be great yeah <laughs> I, I think you know there's a lot of other initiatives going on like you mentioned outside of just the gofundme i've heard tale of some benefit concerts that may be coming up yeah um, i don't know that that's finalized yet but i do know that they are in the works so it's actually like pretty exciting actually mm -hmm. um, yeah that's really cool yeah there's quite a few things going on i like you said, I don't think all the dates are solidified yet. I think there's something mid-December. I think there's something mid-January. Beginning of December, There's gonna there was already going to be a pop-up retail thing at the store, and that's now being turned into part benefit as well. Oh, wow. So all kinds of things. That's amazing. I think I saw on your Instagram today, too, like a print that's being made oh, or being yeah. offered of, of the storefront. Yes. It's our, so cool looking. Our friend Jamie made that last year. And she, when this all went down last week, she reached out and she said, I want to sell this as a fundraiser. So any profit from that is going directly to the GoFundMe. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I will uh, link that in this episode description as well. It's right. very cool looking. I mean, I think if you want to support the group, just go to the GoFundMe. Just throw some cash their way. But if you want a little yeah. something in exchange, that's okay yeah. too, you know? And you can go to the GoFundMe just to watch the videos because we're going to keep dropping oh, nice. fun little stuff throughout the entire run. We have some really amazing friends and they are just determined that this is going to happen. Even if we we don't always <laughs> think it's going to happen, that's sure. their only option. And we're very lucky in that regard. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. like you were saying, it, it seems like a thing that day to day you'd be like, wow, $500,000 for an East Nashville like real mm -hmm. estate spot. Pretty good price, yep. but also five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah very a lot much of money. So, so I'm yep. sure there's a lot of waffling there. But I really, I feel very just convicted in the same way that you're mentioning that your friends do that it is doable, it is possible, and I think Nashville does understand that there is real value in having a physical record store like yours that that should stay in the community. You know, yeah. And I, I especially think that having more than one is way better than having one yeah. you know i think a lot of people could probably just be like oh well, we've got a vinyl tap we can buy records there it's not the same what yeah. you're offering is extremely unique yeah and uh, i think that space speaks to it you, you again said this in your video that's on the gofundme but the backyard space that you have is really awesome 
I, I love the events that you've been throwing back there. Like not only recently, I mean, obviously I was there many times in October, but uh, previous to that too, like your record store days and stuff are really fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, the backyard has become a thing. I capitalize it now. Yeah. Capital T, capital B. It's it's the backyard. Like <laughs> that's that's part of our whole our whole deal now. So I and I do, as you said in the video, I really do feel like that's part of the groove's identity is ha- is being in that hundred year old house, having that backyard and that backstage. It's yeah. something that is unique to our store. Yeah, you know, if you'll allow me just to sort of put you on a, a pedestal for a second, you know, I. <laughs> I really, really love going into the groove, not only for the, the new offerings, which you curate really well, but the used bins are, I, I've never been in there and not found two or three things in the used bins that I'm just like, holy crap, I can't believe this is there. <laughs> this is amazing. So really good, just like solid foundational record selection, tons of record store day stuff that people can pick up. A like zine section full of like local zines and art books and just like really interesting publications. A ton of seven inches. I don't know if people go far enough back (laughs) into the store to see the seven inches, but there are a lot of seven inches. There's a bunch of cassettes and that isn't even everything. There's also a bunch of strange ephemera throughout the (laughs) store that I think you just have to like pay attention to. And there's like puzzles and stuff that are kind of in the same world of music that are really fascinating. So I think you've done an incredible job of curating a space that is like, there's something for everybody in there. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. When I first started, when we'd taken over, I was like, I don't want it to be like so crowded. It's gotten to the point where we don't have enough space, right? you know, for everything that we want to put out. But I feel like we have gotten a lot of it out. So you can literally spend at least an hour right. just looking at stuff. Yeah. And then if you want to get into it, you can spend another <laughs> hour or two just like flipping yeah. through everything or checking everything out. So it's just um, so many people have asked us lately what the atmosphere, what's so special about the groove. And I just say it because we're in a house. It's like going to your best friend's house mm-hmm. and looking through their collection yeah. or just, you know, hanging out with friends and yeah. at a house going through and listening to music or checking out the different stuff so totally yeah yeah and there are definitely bins there that i you know they're not my genre so i don't flip through them but they're deep there's like deep bins of, of lots of different genres like there's i think there's a whole dance section that mm-hmm. i don't really touch personally <laughs> but i love that it's there yeah. you yeah. know like it's a pretty substantial collection but I think I think that's a good segue into how you got into this because the groove existed as a record store prior to you, Correct. but you have really given it its identity and made it its thing. How did you get into getting this business? Like, how did that happen? You well, can take the lead. On that. Yeah, I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of had to pull Michael along with me on that on that journey. But we both kind of were just tired of working for mm-hmm. corporations or companies where you don't feel very like your worth isn't really recognized so weird (laughs) (laughs) we um i was kind of had i had looked at some other businesses i was just like oh there's like the place you can go and see businesses for sale like this is crazy so i just had kind of looked and there was a few random businesses we had looked at and stuff but nothing that you know really sparked anything but i have always been big into music i have a degree in recording engineering um and all that stuff so when I saw the listing for the record store, I was like, well, this has to be fake. You know, right. it's like one of those ads. You're like, oh, <laughs> right. so you're going to click on it and someone wants your info and right. you're going to get, you know, everything's right. going to get stolen. Just send $10,000 <laughs> and then you'll get it back. Right. 
But yeah, I just sent out an email and actually got a response and it was a real thing. And we just went to the store and checked it out. And then we talked to the original owners and stuff about stuff and just kept trucking along. It was a long a process long. <laughs> for sure. I bet, yeah. Um, so, because I mean, obviously we had to take a loan out to sure. purchase it and stuff. So, but yeah, we went through all of that and truck, trucked along. And then in August of 2017... It was all official. That's the official switchover. Yeah, that's yep. cool. I mean, you're you're coming up on, or you just had your four year anniversary. Is my yep. is my math just horrible? I had to like nope, think no. about four. I had to think about doing the math there. It seems. I mean, it seems kind of longer. I'm like, oh, it's only been four years, but it's been a good four years. But we've definitely done a lot <laughs> since we took over. Oh, so. for sure. I mean, originally, I w- it was just going to be. I was just like, oh, you know, I can run this place by myself. You know, you right. can still have your other job. And I'll <laughs> right. just like, I'll hang out here <laughs> during the day and sell some records. And uh, with all the stuff that we wanted to do and community stuff we wanted to do and events we wanted to have, it's just not something that sure. is right. it's like a, is is that. Like, we both needed to be there. So. Yeah, it's not like your 10% time. You're just putting out some <laughs> records. Yeah. I don't even know the ins and outs of running a record store, sourcing records and ordering records and uh, the marketing of it all. Just just the basics of selling records. That's a lot of work. It is a lot. Yeah, I do feel we were probably a little naive in that respect because I feel like maybe we got a total of eight hours, maybe with the previous owners. owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were nice enough to Yeah, oh, they like, trained you for them. a yeah. day. Yeah, we were their employees uh, pretty much for a while. Yeah, so nice. but I mean it was maybe a total of 8 hours and we were like, "Oh yeah, we're good to go." Like, <laughs> yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll figured out from here. Yeah, yeah, it um there's definitely a lot a lot to it. Yeah. But hey, I mean <laughs> you, take, you take the leap and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going great. And I think, you know, you're talking about the the community events that have been going on there. Uh, you know, I spoke about, you know, the the Spooky Ghoul Fest and the things that you did in October, which I, uh, my wife and I just had a blast, really enjoyed all of that. But that's just really the tip of the iceberg. You've been doing events for a very long time. It seems like you really have made that a priority. For, for what you're doing and, and obviously want to continue that in the future. Yeah. But how do you go about uh, deciding on like what events you should hold? And, you know, are those things, do they speak to you personally um, or are they, you know, like how does, how do you go about making those decisions? I don't think that they always have to speak to us personally, but it really started out with a group of kids that needed a place to play that we hadn't really done anything Mm -hmm. as far as shows. And then this group reached out to us. They needed a place to play and we're like, yeah, come play at the store. They contact us six, seven, eight times a year to play. Oh wow! And that group of kids has grown because I I think they were really struggling to find any place else to play. Hmm. No one else wanted to play there. And we're like, yeah, come play. And then the word got out. Yeah. I like to say we mostly host shows. We definitely put on some shows, but we mostly host shows. I see. So, you know, if we are down to host most people, as long as we just want people to be respectful to everyone and have a good time. Yeah. And that's the criteria. I mean, those are excellent criteria for yeah. a show. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when we took over, though, it was definitely us wanting to create a place where people felt welcome. Yeah. You can walk into pretty much any retail environment now and no one greets you, says, uh, like, even acknowledges that you exist. For sure. And that's just not what we're about. We just wanted to have a place where people can come and, you know, they're going to get greeted by us and asked if they need help. And 
all that. Even if you don't say hi to us, we're still going to say hi yeah. to you. Yeah. And thank you for coming in. It's just, you know, those uh, work ethics that were instilled by us by our parents. It's just how we live our lives. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that every time I walk in there. I mean, I'm generally like trying to give you records to sell for consignment <laughs> for my little label. But I mean, the last time I was in there, I think I just ran into the program director of WNXP. It was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in the shop. I'm just hanging out. And here's another <laughs> member of the community. Like, this is wild. I can't believe this. I mean, I think that's kind of the environment that you fostered is like, I don't know this other patron, but I can say hi and have a nice mm -hmm. conversation. And we are in a friendly place. So thanks for that. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. And I think I've heard you speak about how you strive to make it like an LGBTQ plus, like very safe zone. And that's like very important to your ethos of the whole place. I don't know if there's any way for you to speak more to that, but I, you know, I'm like a heteronormative, you know, white guy <laughs> with a beard. I don't know. There's just this privilege that comes with my existence. And I don't know what it's like to walk into a record store and feel that safety and to know that like whatever you're into, it's cool. Like it's good to be in here. Like, is there anything else to say about that? Like, no, I mean, Michael and I have a few years on us, so we grew up in times where, you know, we weren't, we, we didn't always feel welcome in stores and had certain things said to us and stuff like that. Even, even when we moved to Nashville, that still was happening, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to explain it really. There's, there's still people that come into our store and I can tell that they're scared mm -hmm. that, I mean, they know that they can come in, but they're still, it's like they're maybe they had a bad experience somewhere yeah. else yeah. before. Like they're kind of testing it to see if, if it's true, yeah. like they can come here and be that person that they want to be. And, uh, I think that they find out pretty fast that they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. We don't mm -hmm. care. And I think into that regard, we don't care what music you listen to. You will not hear one disparaging remark from us on any artist that you like, because we don't understand that you're coming in, supporting our store, helping us stay open. Why would you make fun of the music they're buying? It, it just blows my mind. Sure. It's also completely happen. subjective. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, and I mean, I don't know everything about every genre on the planet mm -hmm. either, you know, so, but we definitely try to, we try to curate all genres, even if we aren't super versed mm -hmm. in that yeah. area, because we know that there are people out there who yeah. need that space to come find their music. And I prefer to go through physical bins instead of scrolling through yeah. a listing yeah, on the yeah. internet. It's just not the same. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can, I can't count how many times I've been in it a record store across the nation over and over going to record stores and either heard something playing and been like, Hey, what's this? Or just found something and took it up to the counter and was like, eh, is this, is this good? <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me about this, uh, talking head side project. What yeah. is this thing? I'm like, Oh yeah, you should, you should know this. You should listen to it. So it's definitely nice to have an environment that's welcoming and friendly and non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And sorry to hear that Thank you've you. uh, undertaken, you know, disparaging comments. I mean, that South is a weird and terrible place sometimes, <laughs> but we're happy to have you here for yeah, sure. Thank you. That means a lot to us. Thank you. Absolutely. So I did want to hear just like how you got to Nashville. I keep going backwards in time, <laughs> like where we're at now, how you got the groove, and then how did you end up here? Because I think you're, are you both from Florida or is that just where no, you met? That's, that's where, where we met. met. Okay. Yeah. I'm for, I'm originally, I was born and raised in Montana. Okay. I am actually, I 
from a small town called Glasgow, northeast corner, about the thirty minutes from Canada. The official middle of nowhere. It by is the way the official. Oh, of congratulations! Nowhere. Yes, that Washington. <laughs> a paper out in Washington State. My aunt would hate that. She said, "You don't." It's Washington, and then Washington D.C. You don't say Washington State, but that was a sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Janet. Um, they did a study to find where the middle of nowhere was, and it's my hometown of Glasgow, oh, Montana. Wow. Yep. So and not then, a lot going on there. No, no, not really. You know, I kind of miss it. It's nice. I like that quiet life. It's definitely different than this. I can get anywhere in five minutes, which I liked. Mm -hmm, Sure. (laughs) But there's not a lot to do. But wide open skies and you can see the stars at night. I do do miss that because you're not going to get that here. Right. (laughs) That's true. For sure. And then he's from. I'm originally from. I grew up in Upper Michigan, which is nowhere in the mitten. I know people are asking that already. It's There's a big bridge that connects the, the second part of Michigan to the lower half, and I was up in the oh. the top part. So you're, so. Both, you're both from, like, up there, yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, snow and cold. I mean, yeah. when it snows here, this isn't oh, the yeah. snow that we're used to. <laughs> I bet you both have a nice laugh when it snows here. Yes. Oh, How much do. we all freak Definitely. out. Yeah. Yes, that, the first time that happened, I'm like, what? is what is going on there's no milk or bread yeah Yeah. i mean it could hit like 30 degrees and the grocery stores are empty here yeah you know it is quite amusing (laughs) it is quite amusing i mean so cold i grew up with snowmobiles we had snowmobiles so it wasn't that wasn't unusual wow yeah never ridden one i don't even know if i've been near one if you get the chance it's fun fun. definitely if you've got snow and i don't just ride it (laughs) yeah (laughs) if there's a a couple of inches that's not gonna yes that won't do but Uh, uh, good advice for sure so how did you end up in florida well you ended up there before i did yeah i went down and started working at disney doing nice. character work so I oh, don't be wrong. modest he did face characters I did character prince work. charming well, prince eric leave it at that <laughs> and then i did end up going to school down there as well for audio engineering cool so yeah i was down there probably a total of yeah it was five years yeah and mm-hmm. i ended up there in 2004 doing the cp program college program at epcot cool and there used to be at that time there was a part of downtown disney called pleasure island which was a bunch of clubs. Oh, yeah. And we met at a club there called Mannequins one night. They had a uh, cast member night. I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays you could get in for free. And Mannequins was the unofficial gay bar. And that's where we met one night. So we met old school way. We yeah. met in, in person. person. Yes. Yeah. It's the, the no apps involved. No. The modern version of a Disney love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that is a meet cute for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was uh, 17 years ago. We've been together 17 years. Amazing. Congrats. Yeah. I love it. And then you, you were mentioned in that video that a lot of your first dates were at the Virgin Megastore, just uh, like yep. flipping through records and stuff. I mean, that is very sad. It's not even there anymore. Sure. Like, I think the building is actually gone, which sucks. It was, was it two or three, two stories? It might have been th- three. Three no. stories? I think it was just two. It might have been two. That's just hubris. I but mean, that was, I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I could have wandered around all day because that was back in the heyday. There, everything was on CD or, yeah. you know, something. So you always had something to They had all the listening at. stations where it was just one CD. Mm-hmm. And I also remember, because I remember I went and got Gwen Stefani's Lamb when it came out. They did midnight releases. You got there at oh, midnight. Oh, yeah. I kind of miss that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no. if you lived here when Tower Records was here on West End. But they did similar, where they oh, would do they? midnight release, like when Tuesday was the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Midnight on Monday night, you could line up and go to Tower Records and, you know, pick up the new Pearl yep. Jam or whatever. And 
I mean, it was a, it was a thing. I grew up in the suburbs. Of, you know, I was I'm a Franklin kid. My oh. wife my wife would kill me if I said I was from Nashville. <laughs> she doesn't allow it. Uh, but uh, you know, I do remember seeing that and and hearing about all those stories and stuff. And it, it is something that we've lost a little bit. You know, uh, I think people really need to come back around to the physical record store and that anticipation. Yeah. And I think Record Store Day does a pretty good job of that with the drops and these like full all day events, which I'm sure mm. are exhausting. <laughs> in their own way but they're oh, yes. wonderful i mean they really do like excite people and get people like that wouldn't necessarily interact you know with music in that way to come and like be a part of it yeah discover cool. the store discover yep. some live music outside new food truck community i just love it that's yeah. definitely why we love it. i don't house. even yeah i don't even need people to i mean i i do want them to buy something <laughs> sure. but i also just want them to be around other people yeah the first event oh. I think I ever tried to do at the Groove when we took over. That was 2018, summer 2018 yeah, that we was, did was uh, I called it Mono Mingler, and it was in the summer months mm-hmm. in, the, in the backyard. And I the whole idea was I just wanted people to not look at their phone. You can like, bring your phone, I don't think. Yeah, I said, please don't bring your phone. Just, it's in the backyard. There's going to be people, you know, come and mingle yeah. and enjoy. I think we, we had DJ, DJ. Our friend you know. Carrie, DJ Melee, he DJed. We yeah. had beer and, yep. I mean, it wasn't very successful, but no. we still had fun. I mean, you, you <laughs> asked people not days. to bring their phone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's craziness, I know. The madness. It is oh. truly maddening. <laughs> I think you could do it now. I think now yeah. the general populace is come around to like oh this has a negative side to Mm -hmm. it yeah maybe shouldn't be immersed in this (laughs) at all times yeah all right well we 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 know what the situation is with the group you guys are raising money for it you've created an incredible community space and I'm just excited for the events that are coming up and the life of the groove in February you know like once we get through through this you know what is your recommendation for how to help? Is the GoFundMe the, the primo way to, to be a part of all this? Yeah, I would say right now that is. I mean, that's that's the public way of helping. Right. Um, the other options we're looking at are, it's, you know, our personal, oh, sure. you know, going through the business stuff and trying to secure more financing and stuff like that. So the public access way to contribute would be GoFundMe for sure. I would also say like what you're doing, helping get the message out, mm. people sharing, resharing Instagram yeah. stories and posts, retweeting. If you have an idea for doing something, you sure. can reach out to us. I mean, we might tell you, hey, you spearhead, we love the idea, spearhead it. We don't have time to do yeah. do that, which really sucks. We want to be a little more involved with that, but it's nice that we have great friends that are doing it all for us so we can actually run the business. Sure. Well, in this time of year, is, yeah. is, I mean, Christmas, it, yeah. you know, we have there's a, a lot going on. That's a, like probably a, <laughs> a you know, busy, a, no. there's no good time for this to happen, but at least it's during a busy time of right. year, you yeah, know. Right. And I think it's it really speaks to the community spirit of the whole thing to be like, that's a great idea. You get involved with us and help make that happen, and mm-hmm. then we'll get involved with you once it's all all the yeah, dust has settled. Yeah. So yep, and I've still I was just telling him the other day about a new idea I had, which hopefully we'll be able to. To put into motion, but I've still been coming up with stuff that we want to do yeah. that will be community events and community involved. So, yeah, if anyone knows Dolly, we just want to re- meet her. 
We don't. <laughs> I know some you know, people. We just want her to swing by and say, hey. All right. I know some people. Porch. I'll see what I can make happen. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> Thank just you. go down to 12 South. She's got offices down there. Just <laughs> hand out and hang out yeah. in front of that. <laughs> see what happens. I'm sure she would love that. You know? Yes. <laughs> uh, so you are at The Groove Records on Instagram. I think also on Twitter. But I don't know if you care about Twitter. It's mostly just all I, about the Instagram. I mean, we have all three. But, yeah, I'm, we mostly focus on Instagram. I will sometimes interact or at least i will retweet things on twitter i'll jump on there and be like okay someone's tweeted us i'm going to retweet this so on twitter let me look we're at just groove nashville there you go groove, groove nashville, nashville. So it'll all be linked in the I'll episode i'll put on my my human resources hat and say the pr guy's dropping the ball here <laughs> uh <laughs> our social media person i don't know he might get fired so yeah uh, <laughs> it is hard to remember all those your personal your business <laughs> i is. do a horror podcast so i have those i have to remember so and yeah. never can never remember a password to save no. his life no oh, that's funny that's <laughs> i cannot really funny. i love it <laughs> So before we go, uh, because you run a record store, do you want to tell me what you've been listening to and what you're excited about lately? Oh, I've been full on into, and I've been posting about it. Kylie Minogue's Disco Guest List Edition. I'm all about about some yeah. about that record. You got like a huge banner outside the <laughs> I place, do. right? I, you know, at some point, I'm like, you know, if you don't ask these record labels for things, <laughs> you don't know if you're going to get it. So. Yeah. I'm going to ask. It's and I want sure. a big banner of Kylie Minogue's face at my store in it. <laughs> and it works. So, yes, that was a dream come true. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think we, we have been into the new disco recently is kind of what we've been listening to. It's just fun, upbeat stuff, you know, yep. that you can can keep going. And if you come into the store, that's kind of what we, we play more like upbeat stuff, yeah. which I, I don't have a problem with anything else. It's just for a retail environment, it's fun to right. yeah. kind of be a little upbeat. and Set the mood. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you want to hear that like 35 minute like experimental dirge, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, I mean, when you come in off a of Gallatin, you've already been in the dirge. So we just try to take you out of that for a little bit before you get back into yeah. it. So. Oh. Well, I cannot tell you how much I am happy to have you here. This is great to hear your story. I'm very optimistic and very excited to spread the word and, and get this mobilized. And I will personally do as much as I can to help make it happen. And I, if everyone listening out there to this feels the same way we can do it it'll be great so thank you so much well, thank you thank you all right bye yes. bye cool all right that's our show huge thank you to jesse and michael for taking the time to talk to me about everything they really are wonderful people and if you've got any amount of funds that you can put their way please do so the gofundme is linked in this episode's description and the instagram account at the groove records is ready for you to follow it please do so have a great Thanksgiving. Let's keep Nashville great and save the groove. If you need to get in touch, email me, michael at weownthistown.net. Many thanks to Upright T-Rex Music for the music playing underneath me right now. Find them at uprighttrxmusic.com. Be safe out there. I'll talk at you soon. Bye.